Forgive me, please. I'm about to turn into a hater. Welcome, Immortalites, to another round of the book reviews. I'm your host, Kyron, host of the Mere Mortals and Value for Value shows, but also this one where I dive deeper into the books that I'm reading to give you the juicy information, extract some themes you might not have thought about, and also just uh, enjoy the books that we are reading. Am I? No, wrong. Today, I'm doing something different. I'm about to be the biggest hater of your life. I'm sweaty here. I've got this kind of like niggle in my throat. I've had a crappy couple of days. This morning was an absolute travesty of getting this out on time and recording live, which is normally 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday, which is UTC zero midnight on a Wednesday. So wherever your time zone is in the world, if it's plus, add that onto that. If it's minus, take that off that and you will know when to come and join me live. Like we have Cole in the chat here, very much uh, appreciated Cole. And yeah, today's episodes, uh, like not only is all that happening, live stuff on the podcast apps, I almost got working, but not completely. And I actually didn't read a book for this week. I, If you've gone through a couple of the book reviews recently, there've been some pretty hefty books, Manufacturing Consent, for example. The next come, one coming up, Book Wars, is like 500 dense pages as well. So uh, I just didn't have any book for to review for today. I could go back to older ones, which I have done. I, I mean, I've read like hundreds of books before, which I uh, haven't made it onto this channel. But I'd, I'd prefer not to do that. I'd prefer to give you current Kyron's interpretation of a book review, not, not a book that I'd read, you know, a decade ago. So instead, I'm going to do like a little bit of a an ep- filler episode, I guess, in the sense. And uh, I thought it'd be worthwhile to go over a couple of books that I tried reading recently, but for whatever reason, they just didn't stick with me. And uh, I normally I, I, I say like some of these characteristics are of, of modern books I published in the last five to 10 years. But funnily enough, only one of the, the three that I'm going to kind of give a mini review on was, was not of that case. And so uh, let's just jump onto the first one. And this is Time Eliminates uh, Untruths. And so this is going on to The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So I'm going to give you my quick descriptions that I wrote down of it. And uh, you, you can then, we'll then just expand off of that. So this is what I wrote for it. Starts off weak, feels mildly condescending and know-it-all. Page seven top, for example. Not much humility, random claims as well on page nine, second paragraph. So I probably read like I normally do the first 10%, maybe even a little bit less of this book. And man, I I struggled with it. I struggled to get through this. And um, I'm willing to take a risk on new age spiritualism, for example. I, I try to keep my mind open to these things. Um, I, I definitely do think there are experiences which you can have, which are beyond perhaps the current scientific method especially if you're looking into things related to the brain, very internal, such as meditation or experiences you can have whilst putting your body under extreme stress, like ultra marathon runners, things like that. Psychedelics are a pretty good way to experience something which the current scientific method is not great at doing. But, But many of those, these things lack some sort of grounding as well. And there's a lot of just hearsay and it's like, I experienced this, therefore, this is what the world is like. So I find this is relatively common across books that are, are new, and this can be scientific or non-scientific. This, the Power of Now is, is not a scientific book. It's, it claims that he's making about the universe, how it works, and then 
I'm sure there's a lot of things that are helpful for people in there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's all trash, but I definitely, that was just the way that he approached it with the kind of like, oh, just one day I had this transcendental moment and therefore I now have like the truth kind of thing. That's that's a bit random. Like (laughs) if he'd meditated for 30 years and and had like really earned that wisdom, it's one of those ones where it's like, I'm not sure he really earned the wisdom. Um, But getting on on to the time sort of thing um i've got a classic tale i always say which is uh, the book sperm wars which is a very scientific book Uh, that's the whole book is based on scientific studies and it was essentially about uh biological evolution of of sperm mating behavior of of humans and you know he'll create all of these scenarios like group of guys at the beach with a girl and she's kind of flirting with them and then they all end up having group sex and then this guy cheats on this girl or this girl cheats on this guy and it's all related to do with like the uh what's going on internal in our bodies and a lot of it is sperm wars and he's so he's talking about how sperm can fight in the vagina and uh this is where he gets into all these things like there's the there's these kamikaze sperm that go in and try and destroy other sperm from other males there's these like blocker sperm, which are like, you know, I've got, they've got guns and they're like blocking the entrance for, for other sperm to get. Like there's all this stuff in there. And uh, I thought it was a really fascinating book, well-written. And then afterwards I find out like, oh, it's, it's actually like a lot of it's these scientific studies that it came up with have largely been like debunked or the science has moved on. And no, there's not really any such thing as kamikaze sperm. And so this is one of those times where I just remember being like, Firmly convinced, okay, I've got a truth here. You know, the science backs it up, this sort of thing. And then I just find out later, more studies have been done, more time has passed on. It's like, oh, no, it's it's not actually true. So I think just with enough time, dust can settle out how events have actually played out uh, and whether they are even worth talking about. So this can be truths about the about the nature, about the world, but even about history and about things that have been going on in time, which gets us on to uh, our next book, which was the uh, How Civil Wars Start by Barbara Walter. And this one is uh, Supercharged Emotions. So my, my little writing down here was uh, definitely is why I don't like recent books. More than half the book was about modern things. So the last 10 years, so about from the middle onwards. And there was just, uh, you know, or even this kind of hypothetical future scenario she created for how a civil war could erupt in the US, and then was very condemning about Trump, civil overthrow attempt, talked about U- politics a lot, was very US-focused as well. So those were my initial notes. The thing with this book is I can flip to almost any page of the recent section, at, at, at the very least, and, and find like a red flag. One thing I wrote down here was on page 211. So let me quickly jump there and I'll, uh, and I'll get to this. So she was saying, There are times when the demands of insurgents would be dangerous for democracy, leaving a government little choice but to engage in targeted retaliation. President Lincoln was correct to refuse to negotiate Confederate states over slavery. In these cases, governments should arrest, prosecute, and seize the assets of insurgents, making it harder for them to operate. Governments should also pursue a strategy called leadership decapitation, which involves imprisoning the leader or leaders of a terrorist group to hasten its collapse. A collapse. Sometimes there is legal recourse, and then she goes about blah blah blah, um, talking about right wing demonstrators. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, <laughs> whenever you're saying, I mean, 
just in that sentence alone, the should word came up a lot there. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, advocating for governments. No, I, you know, I, I get where it's like if, if someone's being civilly disobedient, hurting other people, they, they do need to be locked up or stopped from harming other people for sure. Being kind of really of the government getting involved in that process and being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Leadership decapitation, even just using the word decapitation, it's kind of like, oh, okay, um, that's a bit, a bit strong for me. Uh, and then there's just so many other things in this book. There's comparisons to Nazis. Whenever you're doing that, you're, you're losing. <laughs> that's like the, the rule number one of the internet. You lose the argument if you're the first one to bring up a comparison to a Nazi. Uh, there's just random name calling and random passages of politicians she didn't like. Lots of focus on race and ethnicity, but kind of being pointed about it. You know, it's kind of like, the rich white guy, the, you know, uh, that sort of thing. Um, general political debate, I don't care about that. A lot of creating of fear through hypotheticals. This civil war thing that she comes up with is very like, oh, my God, we're, you know, the civil war is going to happen in the US. Um, tossing big topics like global warming catastrophe, like it's a certainty. A lot of what happens in this book reminds me of The Population Bomb, which was a book written, I think it was Paul Ehrlich, uh, back in the 1960s, 70s, which was all about how the world's going to become overpopulated by the early 2000s or even the late 90s. There's going to be massive famines. There's all this sort of stuff is going to happen. And it was very fear-mongering, very like, certainty-based of like, this is going to happen. The data says it. And she's got some data in this book as well. It's mostly anecdotal from what I can tell, but she's, that's her job to, to look at civil wars. Everything about this book just screamed out to me like, one, it's not going to be important in 10, 20 years time. Two, it's a lot of fear mongering, supercharged emotions about recent events as well. Once again, not letting the time settle, dust settle and, and see how things have gone or how they haven't gone. Uh, there was just so much in this where I just was going like, yeah, damn, um, there's, there's a lot in here which makes me think this is not one, not going to be helpful. Uh, but it's probably going to be detrimental to my thinking, and uh, I'm not. I'm not sure it's going to. Yeah, it, it just so many red flags in it where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna gonna stick away from this. So that was the second kind of, um, uh, I, I suppose, thing. The supercharged emotions that you find in books like this, uh, I'm, I'm not sure are helpful. And then the last one that I had here was this one, the communication style. And so this was the color purple by Alice Walker. And what I wrote for this was was too hard to read off the bat, went to the preface, and I didn't much like the author and kind of what she was espousing as well. This one is probably the, the least egregious of the three. Um, this was really hard to read. The style of it was in this kind of 1900s Georgian, and when I say Georgian, I mean the, the state in the US, uh, style of speaking of African-Americans, of slaves. Um, I believe it was slaves, yeah. Uh, and uh, written as a epistolary novel. Um, which which basically means it was written as notes or letters between characters, uh, and I it was very hard to pass through. Even just reading it at the start, I'm like, oh, I, I got to make sure I want to commit to this book because I I'm not. It's going to be very tough and mentally draining to try and read and understand all of what's going on in these passages. Passages one, I'm not American, so I don't know a lot of the the things. I'm not Georgian, not African American. There's so many things in there where I'd be like, I, I don't know what this word means. I'd have to go look it up. 
all this sort of stuff. So I was like, all right, let's just try and find out what the author's kind of about and what this book was was written for, I guess. What 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 would I take out from it? Uh, and then this is when I kind of read into her backstory, read a little of the preface, and she's just very much an activist type of person, which is, you know, fine. She's free to do whatever the hell she wants in her life, but very much activism seems part of her personality and, and what she tries to do, um, and which made me kind of question what she was trying to do with the book. Style can somewhat hide or magnify purpose. I, th- I think this can change a lot of things. Um, and in this case, the style was was very difficult to read and therefore it was like okay well this is where i need to go to the underlying purpose of what i'm going to take out from the book and i'm not really sure what i i could take out from it. it it's it was about i suppose like racism and probably sexism as well uh in america you know in a time period from long ago i'm, I'm not american we never had those um same level of uh inequalities or, or um things like that that here in australia as as they did there's a lot of context a lot there's a lot of things where i was just like i'm not sure this is going to help me uh really understand much about the world and you know i've read so much american stuff I, I don't need to read another american book if i'm not absolutely sure like this is there's going to be another thing all three of these books were written by american authors um so i believe eckhart tolls american um so yeah, this style is interesting as well because um, you'll see this with something like Atlas Shrugged, for example. Atlas Shrugged is, uh, by Anne Rand. It's an interesting book in the sense like it's an intriguing story. I liked it when I was first reading it. This is once again one of those books that I read a decade ago. So I could do a book review on it, but it's, a bit, it's so long ago and I'm just dredging up memories here. Uh, I remember being interested by the story, you know, mysterious people disappearing. Um, and they were kind of like competent but they were doing incompetent things like why what's going on there and there was this mysterious character who was john galt and as the story went on and on and i was i was like okay this this is really interesting i'm actually enjoying the story (laughs) and then i remember it got to like the last third of the book where john galt takes over the radio station and delivers his monologue and this fucking monologue man it was so hard to to know because i i was reading on a kindle right and so i was just skipping the page i'm like oh this page is okay. All right. Still going on, still going on. And I just remember like rapidly hitting the Kindle, trying to get to the end of this monologue because it, it just turned from a book with an intriguing story and, and plot line and style into propaganda, which was, you know, that, I think that's, I don't think it's unfair to say that a lot of Anne Rand's work is propaganda. She, she wrote very much with a, a moral in in her mind that she wanted to convey onto her readers and that's fine um but i i find it can somewhat detract from what might be a uh, like the style of the book is it for her she she wrote with a purpose and then the style was kind of incidental i think whereas um you can have other books where i think the style is what's the most important thing and then if there's a purpose that uh, is uncovered from that or comes out from it that's that's amazing and that's the difference between this uh, writing techniques of someone say like dr zeus who he was saying you know kids can smell a moral from a mile off and so he writes with this whimsical he, he writes for the style and if, if if something evolves out of it that's that's nice whereas you have this opposite which can be the purpose and so 
yeah, this gets on to, I, I suppose, the, the final thing um, I wanted to, to cover here, which was the purpose of a book. And a neat way of thinking about this is pie. So this is it's, it's either designed to persuade, inform, or entertain, and or can be multiple of these things. Uh, and these books all seem to do that. So The Power of Now, I would say, was more of a, uh, mm, informing one, I, th- I think. It's, it's hard to say. Informing slash persuading. So how civil wars start that was educational in some respects and the the color purple was probably meant for entertainment um because it was fictional so it's not necessarily like informing you of anything and i'm not sure it was trying to persuade anyway all of these can do that and um i, I think the purpose can be mm, benevolent um ambivalent malevolent it can it can be good bad or neutral um and you, you could probably put a spin on them being good bad or neutral depending on your own morals and ethics and things like that uh and so that's where i go of okay like with the style where where does the outcome of it lead me to if, if the style itself is not interest interesting enough for me to read what what's the purpose of this book um because i definitely when i want to when i read i want to come out better have, for reading the book reading the book reading the book I want to become a better person. I want to be more informed or I want to have, you know, had some fun, you know, be entertained to enjoy, uh, to enjoy the book. Uh, I, I, there's some, these ones where I, I'm questionable. When I'm questionable as to whether I'll, I'll be, come out of this a better person, that's, that's where I, I think like, uh, I'm going to stop reading this. How Civil will start reading this. I'm not sure I would come out of this as a better person. I'd be more talking more about politics i'd be talking more about trump and violence and uh hypotheticals which i i'm i'm questionable as to how serious they are um and and how how likely they are as well um fear-mongering and things like that i I don't want to help promote that sort of um, material the power of now i'm questionable as to some of the validity of the claims in the book if it's helped people that's great Self-help, once again, I've, I've talked about this in the past, but self-help is, I think, necessary for perhaps a small part, portion of your life. But if you're still really getting into self-help uh, decades after it, it's kind of more motivation than it is. I, I find it a very weird genre. And the color purple, I'm, yeah, I, I'm just, I would have come out from that confused and sad, I think, <laughs> rather than having really gained something from that. So. There are exceptions to all of these rules, for example. So, uh, I'm uh, so in general, I would say like those those three things that I wrote down, or four things, I guess the the time eliminates untruth. So that's I'm therefore more likely to read older books. Um, the supercharged emotions. I try and stay away from books that are really trying to rile me up in a certain way or not or make me angry um another book like that is mind camp for example that that book was written to rile you up uh the, and then the communication style i think it's just important for it to be legible and if it is written in an obscure way it's got to have a real good reason for that you go back to some of my book reviews of the latin american authors during the boom period they're very experimental with their magic realism with um i'm thinking of people like julio cortazar who writes in this very obscure 
hard to penetrate way and i'm i don't think it helped uh i didn't find that style to be uh, a great way of working and in fact some of my favorite authors are very um blunt and to the point uh, like john steinbeck is very easy to read uh, i believe george orwell as well is very easy to read read night um animal farm and that's that's a very very simple book with a very deep and powerful meaning behind it and then just the general purpose of the book i think it's it's worth questioning the author's intent you know what was the intent of barbara walter to to write this book i don't know i'd i'd, I'd have to be guessing but i'm not sure it would line up with my goal of trying to become a better person so yeah exceptions to the rule i I'm more likely to read a book uh, if if it's new, if it's objective, for example. So describing impartially a technological trend like the long tail, I think is okay. I If it's incredibly niche interest, Book Wars, for example, and that's a very recent book about a very recent history. Um, once again, not really supercharged emotions in that. It's, it's more objective. Um, someone who I've listened to on a podcast, yeah, Bjorn Lomborg with False Alarm, which was the opposite of trying to charge you up and to really get you to um, worry about climate change and things like that, where it's like, hey, here's some data indicating that this might be overblown. Humans have done this before. <laughs> and even something like, uh, so if it's it's someone who seemed re- reasonable, I've read, uh, listened to it on a podcast. Uh, and look, I am still willing to be ex- experimental. Um, so, and if it's a strong recommendation, I might bend on that and, and on any of these things. And, you know, if, if it's a supercharged emotional book trying to make me angry or sad, uh, or a negative emotion and even happy, for example, or exuberant, um, I, it's, it's interesting to think about why I'm trying to do that. Uh, but if, if someone really recommends something that says, Hey, you should, you, you should check this out. Um, I would do that. So, for example, Bitter Orange Tree by Joka Al-Hati. I read that as part of a book club, and that was just a fun little experiment for me. So, um, yeah, just a, a couple of thoughts there of, of the books that I don't like to read and I'm unlikely to get into. And, um, yeah, I thought that would just be a nice little filler episode for you in between these weeks here. So, uh, the Boostergram Lounge, I'm just going to jump onto that now and, and thank some people who have helped contribute to this this episode. So there was a couple that I saw here from this week, both from uh, Dee's Laughs, actually. First one he said was, uh, keep up the great work with a um, hand clapping emoji. Thank you, mate. A thousand sat sent using fountain. And then he also said, uh, I would recommend Edward Bernays crystallizing public opinion and propaganda. The man partly responsible for public relations and nudging the people through policy and much more. 123 sats sent using Fountain. Once again, a strong rec- recommendation. Um, I'm probably going to take a break from propaganda, public opinion, mass media, that sort of thing. But I will write that down on my list. So thank you very much, Dee's Laughs. And um, yeah, in between books like that, I, I need a big space because that was a draining book to get through as well. Just li- reading about wars, reading about people manipulating other people coercion it makes me sad um doesn't doesn't fill me up with joy and hence why i'm probably still a little bit bleh bled out at the moment um so if you want to help support the show uh you can go on to a new podcast app and uh contribute directly in there i will have this live in those apps soon i almost had it today but 
just just couldn't get it over the line. Uh, but that will be coming out in the future. So ones like Fountain, Podverse, True Fans, Eurocaster, Castomatic, Podcast Guru. There's a whole list of them that you can go through and experiment, play around. If you struggle, go onto one of them and you're like, oh, I don't know how to get the money onto it, the Bitcoin. Uh, I've got a QR code on the screen here at the moment. So if you scan that QR code, uh, that will take you to a place where you can get 2000 sats and a little onboarding service. So if you wanted to try that out and or if you just wanted some 2000 sats and you're listening in, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'd love some some sats from the, the Mere Models book reviews. Just take it. That'd, that'd be awesome. I'd love that. So let's jump on to, I suppose, what this podcast is all about. Apologies for today. Like I'm, I'm definitely not in my best state. So it's kind of good that this was a filler episode because, uh, yeah, it's it's been a it's been a bit of a rough week for me. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't impart that onto. If I'm going to be a hater, I might as well go the full course and be like, I feel gross, feel sick, I feel ang- uh, tired, all all those sorts of things. So better to be a hater um, and and go the full course. <laughs> so. Uh, the value for value show, this is what this is. Uh, I don't have sponsors. I don't have uh, authors bending my my ear, asking me to review their books. I have no financial interest in the actual book reading itself. I just really love reading books and I love giving reviews of them as well and, and trying to encourage other people to read as well. So uh, reading a book that you might want to um, uh, read fully as well or giving a review of that. So, uh, but all of this does take time, energy, money, those sorts of things. And uh, I can't continue without your contribution back to me. So that's what value for value means. I prov- provide this value up front for you. And then I just ask that you return it. And uh, you're helping support out many people, supporting myself, supporting Juan, supporting Cole, and supporting the Mere Mortals as a kind of brand, as a project as well, to continue all our podcasts. So you could do that by sharing this episode with someone. You could do it by leaving a comment down on the YouTube. You could do it by uh, giving me a recommendation of a book you'd like to hear in the future of how I could improve the audio or the video. Do you want more quotes? Do you want the book reviews to be shorter, longer, all those sorts of things. And finally, uh, like I said, you can um, support us monetarily. There is a PayPal option in the show notes as well uh, for those who just want to do a, a quick, easy click down through there and then finally through the podcast apps if you go to mealmodelspodcast.com slash support that'll take you through the full run through if you're if i if you feel like i've skipped over anything here so uh very much appreciated for tuning in as i mentioned next week i'll be doing book wars i should be hopefully in a better mind state less sick less hot and uh have just got all my ducks in a row uh as compared to this morning which was chaotic to say the least so uh thanks for joining me all the way to the end here i'm going to end it here and i really do hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are in the world Ciao for now iron out